You enter a room. You see nothing but an empty table before you, donning a singular blue microphone. The rain patters on the tin roof above your head, and you wonder what's out there. But you're stuck here, and it's time to make a very important decision. Do you record a good intro or a terrible intro? Okay, I guess I have to roll for it. Roll for charisma. Alright, let's see what it is. It appears you've rolled a natural one. Oh, fuck me. Continue with your intro. Welcome to the Left of the South podcast. I'm your co-host, David. You hear a knock at the door. My friend. Would you like to investigate? I go to the door. As you crack open the door, you see an angry mob of fans from Patreon demanding a better intro. No! Their swords are drawn. They close in on you. I can do better. I can do better. They feel you feel them clawing at your arms and legs. Your clothes your clothes are torn from your body as you die slowly and painfully. This is the end of Left in the South Podcast. Well, how you doing, Caleb? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty fucking fine. You know, um, it's another week, another podcast. Another week, another podcast. Hey, forget about it. Forget about it. I'm actually really excited for this episode, dude. I've got yeah, some dude, very interesting topics. A lot's been going on this week. A lot has been going on, man. What, been what's crazy. been going on with you, David? I'm trying to catch up. Um, you know, uh... Uh, I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast right before. You know, got my job back a little Caesars. Uh, I'm manager again, so making a little extra ching on the side. They don't want to see us glow up. They yeah, don't want to see don't, us grind. And uh, so I have a little extra money to spend on the podcast now. So that's ah. pretty good. Have you but, been thinking uh, of buying that, some upgrades for us? Uh, yeah, actually, something that's pissed me off recently is that we we were trying to get a sponsored ad on Twitter, but uh, there's been some complications, and uh, you know that was really annoying. So they think we we're can't a fucking the, political yeah, ad. That's we think the that thing. we're like a well, yeah, and it's kind of fucking crazy. So like, you know, uh, we've been I've been waiting for to see any updates to see if the, you know they look into our account and see that we're just a fucking podcast <laughs> these two young men love bernie sanders just a little too much yeah just too much dude they don't they don't want to fucking get our voice out there dude they don't want to so see us blow up that's what but, uh, i've been yeah it's episode say. nine dude it's episode nine of the podcast one more podcast left until the giveaway so stay tuned will you win the blue snowball microphone who knows only, only God. one lucky person can win True. I can't wait, man. I'm excited. Got to figure out yeah. how to send this microphone to someone across the world, potentially. Yeah. I think I have a good idea how we're going to do it. So okay. it should be a big, big problem. But yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter and retweet our shit and uh, hey, join Twitter, up on the Patreon. giveaway. You'd hate to miss your opportunity to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. But, uh, so. What's been going on with you? Honestly, this week's been pretty good, man. Uh, <clears throat> this yeah. is my last week before I restart classes, so the podcast yeah, is probably going to be get a little bit better. 
considering I'll be uh, going to school. I don't know. Something about going to school just really opens my mind, you know? Yeah, you have, like, new stories, new ideas. Yeah. It really gets my creative juices flowing. I'm going to be like, who's that one actor that always goes back to college? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I barely know any actors, like, names, dude. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I'm going to be like him. <clears throat> I'm just going to stay in college for the rest of my life and, I don't know, just waste away. Yeah. Sounds like uh, you're going to be taking on a lot of debt. Oh, yeah. I mean, if as long as I never pay it off, it doesn't matter, right? Maybe uh, Bernie Sanders gives you his uh, free school. So there's always that to look out for. Always that to look out for, man. I actually have... He's been doing really well. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I've been feeling a lot more like positive about his chances le- lately because of the pulling out of Iowa and New Hampshire and stuff. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, honestly, like... The the Iowa caucus or not caucus but primary election is only like twenty something days away. So yeah, in February. In a little under a month, we'll Soon. know how he does in Iowa, and then we'll know how he does in New Hampshire, and we'll pretty much know if he's gonna be the nominee in about a month. Yeah, if they cook him out, dude, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know um, what I'll do, I but I, I shouldn't be alone can, when that happens. Can you report podcasts in jail? <laughs> is that I, a, do they like, let you, know, you do that phone, you, you get it like hey can i get a visitor and you know we can oh, like dude a conjugal like, visit uh, yeah <laughs> they'll think we're and gay we're like i'll be like yeah. oh, we're having a conjugal <laughs> visit with my friend david and then we're just gonna sit in a room screaming at each other for an hour yeah and then we upload it yeah and then Genius. you know maybe one day i'll get out of jail but uh until yeah. then and then visits. i'll be waiting outside in my summer dress waiting to pick yeah. you up from the jail yard. You'll sit in oh, the well, seat across from me in the yeah. passenger seat, and I'll put my hand on your thigh like I did back before in the olden yeah. days. And I look you in the eyes. Our eyes meet, and a spark of electricity jumps between us. We embrace for the first time. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I have some interesting yeah. topics I wanted to talk about, man. How, is it okay if I uh, introduce Humorous, my topics? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Okay, so today, bro, I want to talk about something that we have no authority to talk about, and it's probably really? going to upset people, but uh, I'll re- I'm interested about your opinion on things, so I'm going to ask you, <clears throat> okay? Right. So, I want to talk about women. Okay. Women. I want to talk about, not only women, but I want to talk about sex and sexuality and, like, sexy sex, sex, Ooh. sex. Whoa, I want to talk sexy about Sexy sex. <clears throat> All right. Because I've been... Mm-hmm. Thinking a lot about sex, not like in a physical way, but sex as it manifests the power oh, dynamics of sex, gender and shit. Exactly, not not necessarily gender, but like the I don't know, like how sex manifests in society, and what it's role been it plays. making me think about like things like the patriarchy, things like the Me Too movement. I just kind of I want to yeah. Have a I've been kind of thinking about it too, uh, watching The Witcher since like they have a matriarchal society, right? And I uh, thought that was pretty interesting. So I like looked into it, and like apparently there's like known like recorded matriarchal societies. There are in, like, in real life. I know that there's an island nation that is a matriarchal society. It's very uncommon. Really? Yeah, but that's like the only one. You know, it's like it's not a it's a super very uncommon thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's is, really crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it seems strange that over time only patriarchal societies have manifested practically. Yeah, do and, you think and, there'd be like more than one too, like more than one known one? 
Right, and it kind of points to the idea that the patriarchy is kind of the natural state <clears throat> of things. And yeah. this is actually a thought that I was having because um, of a discussion I had with someone who said something along the lines of, like, if someone is a lower-class citizen, it might be because that they are supposed to be there or, like, they deserve to be there or whatever. And, of course, that's, like, a mm. horrible thing. But it made me think about women because I was thinking, oh, some people view women that way, you know? Like, <clears throat> like they, lower they don't, than men? Yeah, like, they don't view them as second-class citizens, but rather they view them as literally, like, lesser. And <clears throat> it honestly, like... The fact that only patriarchal societies exist is actually really good evidence for that idea. So it made me think, like, as a person who obviously is a feminist, a person who doesn't believe that women are second-class citizens, what a lot of people are feminists, but they don't they don't really realize it. Right. I think most people are feminists if they knew what that meant. But um, like, what argument could I make against that? Because it seems that the natural state of things are is a patriarchy. So what? What argument could I make to say, well, actually, I think it shouldn't be that way, and here's why. And I just kind of wanted to talk about that with you. So, first of all, Mm. do you think that, like, would you agree that patriarchy seems to be, like, the the ultimate state of society in a a human, like, society? Do you kind of agree with that? You mean, like, that's, like, the natural course of things? Yeah, that's, like, it tends to be how things happen. Well, yeah, if you, like, you know, go back to how we used to live... You know, like, the males protect the females, you know, they right. got the food and shit. So, like, I guess it kind of makes sense. Right. Do you think that that's, like, in and of itself <laughs> morally wrong? Like, because... To think that? No, because I was thinking, like, you know, back in, like, hunter-gatherer societies, for example, <clears throat> women would yeah. do all of the child-rearing and domestic stuff, right? So mm-hmm. they would stay home, and then men would, like get hunt and stuff and women would like gather nuts at home they would do like domestic stuff right yeah and that that kind of like dichotomy makes sense when you're like a hunter gatherer because you need someone to like take care of children yeah, and then you have like the leader of the pack of the the guys who's defending the females at home so like it's natural that he becomes like the king you know right and like i from like a pragmatic standpoint that pretty much makes sense because it's a an efficient way to do things to like maximize the utility of each person so i don't find that like necessarily sexist however i think yeah, that I don't think so. the way it manifests in today's society i think is sexist because because we are not living in a subsistence economy where like everyone's yeah, it's not like that anymore right like everyone's maximum utility does not need to be like used perfectly like we have the opportunity the unique and the unique and beautiful opportunity i would say to like allow people to do things that aren't necessarily that useful because it feels good or it's fun or that's what they want to do you know yeah but i feel like women kind of haven't reached that like men have reached that point where they can just do whatever they want and society won't judge them for what they do but women kind of right now they still have like an expected societal role that i think is pretty antiquated yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Like, you know, women are expected to be a certain way and act a certain way. And, like, for guys, it's like, you know, you should do what the fuck you want, man. Yeah, I, that that's weird, though. Like, why why is that? Is it just a product of our historical relationship with women? Or? I mean, I guess just, like, as... I mean, it's different from, you know, different cultures. Like, if you look 
in another country it's probably like super different but in the united states it's um you know all the females they had like nursing jobs teacher jobs you know very like domestic type jobs like you know you know if you know what i'm trying to say yeah especially like post-world war ii um because like or or that kind of like changed a little bit post-world war ii because women went into factory jobs right exactly and then, like, I think that that's when women, the feminist movement really became the strongest is post-World War II because women, like, got a taste of what life would be like in a less patriarchal society. True. And only, know? like, two decades before that, they got the right to vote, you know, women's exactly. suffrage in 1919. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Only, like, 20 years' time. In between World War One and Two, they got the right to vote. That's really crazy yeah. to think about. But anyway, yeah, like, I don't know. It's interesting. And then, like, that made me think, too, about, like, the differences between men and women, okay? Like, if if you're a feminist, I don't yeah. think you should be scared to say, like, there are differences between men and women. There are certain things that men can do better than women. It's not wrong to say that. The thing where yeah, it becomes you wrong... Know, men have muscle mass and shit like that. Exactly. Uh, different bone structures. Right. The, the part where it becomes wrong, the part where I disagree with it, is when you try to make a prescription from that descriptive statement. So, like, I would say to you, women, on average, are much less physically strong than men. And then that would be a descriptive statement. But then a misogynist would say, women, on average, are less strong than men. Therefore, women should not be allowed to do this and this and this and this, and we should... Uh, like you know be in control of women because they're weaker than us that would be something that i disagree with so i also don't like how a lot of feminists like say thing like they call you out for being misogynistic or something just for making statements like that that's stupid and those people are stupid (laughs) yeah um i want to i want to talk about sex with you david what do you think about what do you think about men and women's relationships sexually in the world? Like the dynamic between men and women. In a, We can just talk about America, that's fine. What do you mean by that? Like, what? how would you describe it? Give me give me what you have to say about it and then okay. maybe I can work my own answer from that. I think that like the way that I personally would describe it is that I feel like societally men have this expectation to be kind of um on the hunt so to speak Uh like men are expected to be like aggressively searching for partners like trying to find partners every single day and like every interaction that you have with a woman like in the back of your mind you have to like accept that there's a chance that you're gonna like have sex with them or like whatever and it's a very like power thing and then i think that societally women's roles is very passive like women are so passive oh, like in submissive society. yes submissive in like the sense guys that have to be dominant and women have to be submissive to right and women. and it even takes it a step further because women are not only submissive but they're sort of like gatekeepers because their only role sexually is not to try to have sex with people that they want to have sex with it's to stop people that they don't want having sex with them from having sex with them their only purpose is to stop all of the aggressive men from having sex with them until they find the right guy they're literally just a gatekeeper with like a flurry of dicks flying at them and they have to find (laughs) they have to wait for the right one and they just have to open the door quick and then close it again you know like 
Yeah. That is women's sexual like expectation, and it's very toxic, I think, and very controlling. Yeah, it's very weird to, th- to even like even say it out loud. Yes, exactly. It's like, what is going on? Because and it very much manifests itself in parent relationships. You know, like the the classic stereotypical dad like with the shotgun when the boyfriend comes over yeah and shit like that <laughs> and like anything like the, you do to my daughter i'm gonna do to you exactly boy. like how fucked yeah. is that it's so toxic and it's like it's an extension of women's expectations in society because obviously men are like the yeah, protectors the dad thinks, of their daughters yes yeah because yeah, the dad thinks that that kid's gonna like his only purpose tonight is to fuck his daughter right exactly because weird, that's how like, he sees it yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you so far. Like, yeah, I feel, you know, women are s- supposed to be submissive and men are supposed to be the more dominant when it comes to, like, you know, sexual encounters. Do you think that's wrong? I mean, it's the, expe- it's the expectation that we have in the United States. Um, I think it's wrong, yeah. I mean, I think women, you know... If, if you're a girl and you want to fuck anybody you want, dude, fuck anybody you want. If you're a guy, you want to fuck anybody you want, fuck anybody you want. True. Like, you know, don't let anybody like, oh, you should act this way. You know, you're a slut if you fuck more than two guys or stuff like that. Like, like break down those walls, dude, and fuck anybody you want. I really agree with what you're saying, obviously, but I'm curious what you think about this because I think that really women like saying that statement is kind of a white man thing to say and this is the realization that made me want to have this conversation because like you know how people always talk about how white men are constantly talking about what women should and shouldn't do and like how white men shouldn't like be the people who are always talking about things you know what do you mean like well because it's kind of like like we're talking from a position of power yeah like you can't have this stance because you're a white man well no that's stupid what i'm saying is like people get annoyed at white men because we talk from a position of very a pr- very privileged p- position you know what i mean i just want everyone to know that i'm not white by the way i am in fact brown i just <laughs> okay. want to clear up some lore in the the love for self podcast <laughs> but anyway yeah we're as white men we're going to be continuing talking about a little bit of sex it made me think yeah about women and how like Every time I make a suggestion to women, it's kind of not really fair. It's kind of hypocritical because I'm making it from my own frame of reference. Yeah. And, like, so when you say, like, yeah, you should go and, like, fuck other people, we all agree with that. But, like, if you're a woman woman, and you make that decision, the societal consequences are very bad for you. Like, yeah, you're going to be called a slut. Like, you know, exactly. this is going to happen. No matter how hard you try, people are going to judge you. I mean, like, and for example, go on a YouTube too. comment section, bro. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, or a non-sexual Twitch. video. TV. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Go to uh, reddit.com r slash live stream fails. Yeah. Like, Word. that shit is disgusting. Yeah. And, like, that, I would say that that's the average view of women. Like... Yeah, there's literally a, like a like a tag. I don't know what they're called, like roles, I guess, on Reddit, where yeah. like you can be called a fucking hog squeezer. Yeah. Uh, that's so <laughs> fucking funny. It's it's kind of you know objectifying to. It absolutely you know, is. You know, innocent clips of just women. They're like and just because they're women, you're like ah, oh, this is a nice. I squeeze my hog real good to this yeah. one. Yeah. 
it like just put yourself in a woman's shoes for a second like it's really hard when you're a man because you've never faced this but like just try to have a little empathy put yourself in their shoes what would it be like if literally every time you interact with a guy you have to wonder in the back of your mind like oh is he just trying to fuck me right now or am i actually being friends with this person like yeah. that has got to be such a demeaning thing and this brought me to the me too movement okay because me too great great example let's talk about the me too for the people who don't know what me too is. yeah what is me too i know it's been so i mean i don't know oh, okay well the me too movement is basically was this like hashtag on twitter this like but it it refers to like a broader idea it's basically the idea that women who have been sexually assaulted or raped in some way like should be able to speak out without being socially uh like like ostracized you know yeah, without being talked like, down you know hollywood like um where a lot of people like fuck young uh up and coming like actors it's right. even guys too um yeah women and um uh men yeah absolutely like it's it's totally a power thing and they're basically sleeping with them to try to get their career off the ground and like it's fucked up it's rape it's wrong and of course those people should be called out but a lot yeah, of like you heard the the Mia Johnson was her name Mia Johnson or Maya? I'm not sure Maya who Johnson. that is. She was the uh, she was that one girl on um, uh, Kids React or like uh, Teens React, and oh, then okay. uh, yeah, then she like started making music, I believe. There was a thing where like her like producer or like whatever, like basically like the person who gives her connections and shit like that, or like he was really drunk and like. Uh, I think she returned on, like, the Instagram live shit, and, like, he was saying some really weird shit. Like, she, he was trying to, like, uh, like be, um, like, have sex with her, basically. And oh he got fucking God. caught. That's so fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, and it's weird because he, apparently, like, he's been, you know, part of her life helping her out, helping her career for, like, Since she was, years. like, a child. Yeah. And then, you know, she's, I believe she's 21 now. And, you know, now he wants to, you know, fucking, like, you know, it's expected, like, you know, you should let me fuck you because I helped you. you yeah, know? exactly. Okay, and now here's the disconnect. Can I say something? This is really yes. important because here's the thing. When you're a man, you might not think that's that bad. Like, okay, put yourself in a woman's shoes for a second. When you're a man, it doesn't seem that bad. You're like, okay, I'm offering sex, but I'm not raping her. I'm giving her the opportunity to say no. This is the same exact thing that Louis C.K. ran into, okay? Because a lot of well-meaning men that I know probably are good people who just have toxic views on sex and gender they would say things like well i mean i don't really see the problem with it louis ck of course got caught or got uh, accused of uh basically like jerking off in front of women with that like with their consent but it was women that were below him so he had power over them and that's why it's yeah. wrong and basically a lot of men were saying like I don't really see the issue with this because it's not like he raped them. He got their consent. And like, yes, those things are true. And it's not necessarily rape in the way. This is why I think that we need another word for it because people conflate these things. It is rape because of the power dynamic between the two people. But it's not as bad, of course. We all agree. It's not as bad as like holding a woman down and violently raping her. Everyone knows that it's not as bad as that. But it's still wrong. And that's the point. Put yourself in the woman's shoes for a second. If you're an up and coming comedian and someone you look up to like louis ck invites you to his hotel room to hang out you're you're like you're like oh my god this is my chance to like you know talk to someone who i've looked up to for my whole career maybe i watched them before i was even a comedian and stuff and then you get there and what they do is try to jerk off in front of you how fucking demeaning and objectifying that has because you don't want to you don't want to make them upset by saying no exactly you're kind of forcing it saying yes 
Exactly. And then and then it's so fucked up emotionally too because you have to wonder every every professional personal relationship you have, you have to wonder in the back of your mind, is this person really friends with me or is this person really a business partner partner with me or are they hoping that someday I'm going to let my guard down and they get to fuck me? Yeah. I don't know if you like uh, heard uh, stories about this, but a lot of like Instagram um, influencers or like models, they would you know get an offer like, hey, we'll fly you out to LA and like you know we'll do some photo shoots and all this and like you know you're gonna get a lot of money and it's gonna be really good. We're gonna fly you first class and everything like that. And then they get there and it's like, all right, now it's time to fuck. Now it's time to suck my dick or like fuck. Right. Me. Yeah. Or like record you know, porn or like or so they're like, hey, okay, send me some nudes now. Yeah, and it's like super fucked up. Like it is. These people fall victim to this like every day, literally every day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very important to to keep in mind the power dynamic. That's the thing that makes it wrong. It's yeah, not. It doesn't no have to be because rape. they're getting these benefits. Exactly, and like that's why I I prefer to use the word sexual assault because it includes things. I think rape should be reserved specifically for the worst sexual thing that you can do like the violent rape i think should be reserved to that word because when people say rape i feel like a lot of men turn their ears off they turn their brain off and they're like well i i never rape anyone i don't like rapists of course i'm not gonna like side with rapists and they get really defensive when you use that word to describe things that aren't actually violent rape you know yeah and I know it's a stupid semantics game to play, but a lot of men are on the stage right now where they're re- prepared to fight these stupid semantic battles against, over words rather than actually empathize with women. So, like, I don't know. I think it's an important distinction that is worth talking about. Like, the difference between yeah. rape and sexual assault, I think, is an important distinction. Yeah, another toxic thing that, like, I feel like a lot of pe- uh, people think, like, all men think, is that, like, if you side with, like, women on any, like, stance, like, you're, you're a fucking, like, gender traitor, I guess, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, you're such a fucking pussy, bro, you know? Or they'll say, like, they'll say, like, believing women just because they say it is wrong. And it's like, it's like, what else are we supposed to fucking do? Like, I get the idea that, like, the thing about the Me Too movement that a lot of men disagreed with was the idea that a woman could just speak and uh, and then a man gets in trouble, you know? Like, that's the thing that scares them. They're like, well, women are finally getting a little bit of power. What if they accuse me? What am I supposed to do? But like we've said on this podcast before, like, that just doesn't happen. Innocent people get accused sometimes, but they always are redeemed in yeah. the end. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you're innocent, like, you're going to be innocent. Like, you're going to come out of it, you know, unscathed. Exactly. You know, and like, maybe you get some bad PR in the beginning for it. But, you know, if you're innocent, people are going to know you're innocent. And I, I would argue, too, like, if you're a feminist, like, that's part of the risk you accept when you when you make the statement, like, women are equal to us. You accept the risk that some women are going to be bad people. And when they gain power, they're going to be able to hurt you more than they could before. Like, that's a risk you take, but I would argue that that's the risk we take all the time in society when we lift anyone up into any position of power. You're always taking a risk yeah. that they can abuse it. But that's not unique to women, and it's sexist to think that. So... <laughs> yeah. I, there was, like, this big thing with uh, Terry Crews. You know, he said that he was uh, sexually assaulted. I right. think he was, like, also part of the Me Too movement. And people were like, Terry Crews got raped or, like, you know, sexually assaulted? Like, how is this even possible? Like, look how big he is and, like... You know, like, how could how could he let someone do this to him? Like, right. There's no way this is real. Exactly. 
and that's that's a great example too because it really shows that any it can happen to literally anyone because it's about the power thing because do you know the story about how he was assaulted it's really no, horrible no, i just heard like, about it the guy just like touch like grabbed his dick like at an audition or something like just grabbed his dick terry cruz the 220 pound man and like he was stunned and he, he didn't do anything about it and like that's we hear that so much from women and a lot of men like look down on them for that reason i think like because they're just so shocked and surprised like that someone would do something like that so heinous and like so blatantly you know what i mean it's yeah. horrifying and it's it's demeaning and objectifying and like even someone like terry cruz who could eat probably rip me in fucking half even he is like stunned and unable to act it can happen to literally anyone and it's worth believing people even if some innocent people get caught in the crossfire i think it's worth it yeah i agree i agree and like that's not to say that another thing is too is like i feel like a lot of men conflate accusations with like punishment because no man has ever gone to jail ever for being accused of rape but men well that's not true actually some some african americans have gone to jail for just being accused of rape but in general like white men because these are the people that usually complain about uh the me too movement white men are not going to jail because of accusations white men are going to jail when there's evidence and shit like that and like if you are socially ostracized i'm not saying that that's nothing but it I would argue that that's worth it for women to be able to speak out about their sexual assaults. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about women because I love talking yeah, about things that I know nothing about. I, I have another topic too, but I'm going to let you lead because I want to know what you think about it. Is okay. that okay? That's fine. Okay. Go I want to talk about language for poor people. Okay. For the working class, let's say. Okay. I have been reading a lot about this phenomenon known as, like, the dirtbag left. Have you heard this term? No, I have not. Okay, it basically describes, like, online leftists, like, that are very vulgar and, like, say offensive things. Like, think Chapo Trap House, Come Town. Oh, like, uh, the those... N-word? Yeah, like, they say, like, the N-word, and they say, like, the F-word slur for gay people. God, have you heard about, like, the, the N-word shit with uh, Destiny? No, what did he do? That shit make that shit makes no sense. Like, well, basically, so him and his uh, friend uh, Trihex, they're both uh, pretty popular Twitch streamers. Um, basically, Destiny would say N-word jokes, hard R, you know, in private, and basically all Trihex wanted was like just to say sorry or like say like just like you know apologize or anything like because he felt bad for it. it affected him he didn't think it would affect him that much that you know him knowing that his friend uses the n-word in private and like destiny just would not like give up because like he he has like a very like heavy like morals like this is my morals and like it's never gonna change this is what i think and like you can never change that and like basically like it destroyed their podcast because you know he couldn't you know couldn't go on on he couldn't stop because... saying the fucking n-word and yeah behind behind his back yeah and it's i don't know it's like just like i i, I don't understand like just just stop saying it you know? yeah do you want to hear my like, very nuanced if, take, it's on, weird. take on the n-word yeah go ahead just don't fucking say it if you're white yeah. <laughs> it's really just that simple yeah it's it's like if you can say it okay so why can't you say it to try hacks like why won't you say it because you know it has bad content exactly and why would you say it to these other people when you know it has these bad connotations just because, you know, he's African-American, you won't say it to him? Exactly. Like, obviously, you know it's bad, so stop saying it. 
He's literally acknowledging the fact that, yes, okay, I know that this word hurts people when I use it because I'm going to be selective about the people I use it to. You're acknowledging the fact that it's harmful, and that's why I don't think you should say it. And, like, honest, okay, my full take about the N-word, though, is, like, I obviously think that people should not get offended by words. But here's my thing, though, is that if you know that there's an entire group of subjugated people who are viscerally affected by a word emotionally, who it actually does hurt, why would you choose to use it in their presence or in private if you know that it is hurting someone that you like love and care about, your friend? It's like if I yeah. was saying the N-word and you were like, like Caleb, this is making me really uncomfortable and like I feel like that word has a lot of power to me. And I was like, fuck you, David. I don't, I'm going to keep saying the N word. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's what he so said to disgusting. Try. Yeah. Like if you choose to say it, okay, that's your choice, but you also accept the consequences of saying it. That's fine. Yeah. But I would argue yeah, if you're a public figure that. like destiny, you should not be saying it at all because you're, you're a lot like your fans look up to you and you have an obligation to not like, you're basically saying it's okay to say the n-word exactly you're telling all these fucking 13 year old boys that love your channel his defense is like why does it matter what i say and do in private like this never meant to get leaked or anything like that but it got leaked right yeah i mean when you're a public figure you just have to accept that your life is no longer private yeah which is fucked up to say but like you have to reality you just have to act as if you know people are watching or like people know what you're saying Right. I, never, I feel like it's not a big deal to just tell you, you know it's weird to like that he's like trying to defend himself it's like weird like like he has to defend himself for his right to say the n-word right <laughs> like uh, why is this such a big thing that you can't just like concede and like all right fuck it yeah you know, especially like, to save a, a friendship like that's the thing that's the price he was willing he to couldn't pay. corrupt he couldn't compromise his morals dude no that's stupid he's he's stupid that yeah. morals yeah, are no, constantly it's, it's evolving if you're like I, that's why I don't like him. That's why I don't watch him anymore. It's because he, whatever he has an idea in his head, he never changes his mind, even when new information is added, because he thinks it makes him inconsistent. But human beings are inconsistent. Being consistent 100% of the time is not only impossible, it's impractical, and it's stupid. Because if you learn something new, and you're like, actually, this is way better, it's okay to change your mind. That's allowed. That's part of being a human and growing and learning. But Destiny just wants to say, stay fucking 19 years old forever and just fuck 19-year-old girls all over the world and shit. Like, which is fine. I mean, he, do you, bro. But, like, don't pretend like you're some kind of fucking moral paragon who that knows everything about philosophy and morals. Bro. Especially when you're a fucking neocon, bro. Anyway, uh, I know I diverted your topic, but uh, what do you want to say about the... Uh... Oh yeah, I wanted to say, working people, do you think, this is a, actually, that was a really good conversation because that's, it's relevant to the discussion. Like, do you think when working people use language that's bad, like, because working people obviously, like, when, when you're poor, like, you grow up in a place where political correctness is less valued, it's less important, it's more socially acceptable to say offensive things. Do you agree with that? Like, like when you're poor if you live in an more, area where it's like it's all right right yeah yeah like there's they don't really care about pc-ness yeah just based on I your mean, personal experience you think like there's different cultures and like some things are like offensive to say when you're a well-off like middle-class american that aren't offensive when you're like poor you know living i mean yeah like um i you know like living in like you know um like low-income areas like you're gonna have people saying the you know the n-word with the you know a 
you know, and like just stuff, stuff like that. I mean, really, I don't think it's like anything that bad. Right. Sometimes someone says cracker. Yeah. <laughs> True. And I'm not even necessarily just talking about racial slurs, but I am mainly talking about those because they're so offensive that I kind of want to like focus on them because it's not really worth focusing on like saying fuck and like other yeah, swears like, because everyone does that. I mean, yeah, like growing up, like I, I went to like, you know, pretty like, you know, basically I went to a middle school that was like, near the hood and shit like that. So like I've, you know, I've heard people talk like this, you know, people say like spick and spick, you know, cracker and, you know, the N word and shit. Right. And, like, you really, like, people don't even, like, bat an eye. Like, they don't even no. care. And, like, like people would call other people crackers and, like, you know, that was just, like, the normal thing. Yeah. It doesn't have as much power when you use it all the time. But um, a lot of, like, this is my question to you, okay? A lot of leftists online have issues with podcasts like Come Town, podcasts like um, Chapo Trap House because they're so offensive. They say things like, well, they make jokes at the expense of women. They make jokes at the expense of, like, minorities and stuff. And they do. I mean, especially Cumtown is very – it's extremely racist and misogynist, and it's hilarious. I recommend everyone listen to it. But the thing is, though, is that their politics are much the same as ours. They're leftists. They're, you know, um, anarchists or socialists, regardless of what flavor of leftists they are. I think politically we agree, but they'll make jokes at the expense of minorities and women. Do you think that people on this so-called dirtbag left, do they have an obligation to censor themselves to, um, you know, more fit the political ideology that they have? Or do you think that actually by being offensive and like saying being okay with saying these things we're actually growing our view like our base because you're not alienating poor people that use language like that all the time i don't know there's you know it's a double-edged sword so like in one thing i don't know like if they're like white or brown or whatever like that but like there's one thing like it's wrong for people to say it in public or so you don't want to normalize you know using racial slurs and stuff like that you don't want that to happen right or misogyny or like misogyny yeah but if like they're doing a sake uh for you know um to be funny or like can be like to trying to be you know they're trying to do a skit or be funny or anything like that and you know you know stuff like that it's supposed to make people uncomfortable right like and i don't know i don't think there's anything wrong with that if it's if they if they you know they don't really think stuff you know the stuff they're saying right. Right, like yeah they don't like think oh women are fucking less than men or you know they say the n word like they don't actually mean what it actually exactly. means exactly. You know? That's that's an important thing too is because like context is very important. It is so. very important. But here's my question to you though because that I'm really glad you said that because I was gonna say that because the the wrench in the system is that Come Town is not a political podcast. They don't talk about politics, but I know because I know the people who host it. I know that they're like socialist anarchists so i know that about their politics but when you listen to the show you might not necessarily pick that up if you don't pay close attention and on top of that they have a lot of racist and misogynist jokes and as a consequence of that they not only have a lot of socialist and like uh, anarchist viewers they also have a lot of like far right viewers so would you say that they do more damage by like um you know by having uh, racist and misogynist jokes on their thing, by making right wing people think that it's okay, do you think they do more damage that way than they do than the help that they do? Um, 
don't know, because if they don't talk about their policies and or whatever, like, anyway, what I think is, like, who, who do you think it's, uh, like, um, it's fault on to, like, do research? Should they, like, always at the beginning, like, hey, this is, you know, um, we, we're just doing this because we, we're trying to be funny or, like, satire or stuff like that? Or should it be up to the person listening to do their own research on huh. Come Town? That's a good question. To, you know, to be more informed. To know if they really believe, like, all yeah. these things that they're saying. I don't know. I Maybe guess... Maybe up to them or the viewer or listener. I kind of go both ways on this. Like, because I think that you do have a certain obligation as a person with a platform. You do have a certain obligation about the things that you say. Like... I yeah, would argue that you, you have to be held accountable for what you say. Exactly. Online. If you're advocating for like, let's say you make a podcast and it's not political, but you constantly yeah. talk about like how America should, I don't know, like go back to the 1940s because it was better when black people didn't have rights or something like that. Like, yeah. I think that that is wrong. But when you make jokes at the expense of women, I don't I don't know if that's different because like let's say that you're come town and actually in your heart you believe you you know you believe you're a socialist and anarchist or whatever but your your yeah. podcast is not political so that never comes up and then all you do is make jokes about women I mean I yeah. guess I see how that could be damaging you know I mean yeah I, I see that as well but you know there's also you know the tone as well like, I feel like if you get a right-ringer saying, uh, like, oh, I fucking think women shouldn't have the right to vote. I think black people should still be separated. Like, there's a certain tone. You can tell if a person's joking or not. Yeah. Like, if you can laugh about it, that means, you know, it's different, I guess. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, like, someone made a really good point that I agree with. It's, like, whenever, whenever you are overly politically correct and, like, you over-police your words and, like, there's a very like decorum like bougie decorum that you have to follow when you're talking to people you kind of alienate poor people that's kind of what i was trying to get out get at earlier like by alienating those people and telling them like oh it's not okay to talk the way that you talk you make it less likely that they're gonna listen to your politics you know yeah and i think i'm i'm okay with it you know like i'm okay with being vulgar and like fucked up as long as like that means that more people join our movement, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know. I just, it's an interesting question because on, I think that a little, I'm a little bit inconsistent about that because I would say people like destiny, for example, I would say actually Destiny's stream causes a lot of harm. And I don't think there's a lot of value in his stream because I disagree with his politics, (laughs) but, Oh yeah. He's like a capitalist, right? He's a leftist capitalist or whatever he wants to fucking call himself. He's a liberal. Yeah, whatever he wants to fucking call himself. Whatever he fucking goes by these days. But yeah, like, but I wouldn't say that about Comptown because I do agree with their politics. So like, I admit that it's inconsistent. But in a way, I'm what I'm saying is that it depends on what your politics are. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're a right winger, yeah, you should be banned. <laughs> yeah. Um, Basically, it's it's a weird thing because like if you're trying to be funny, like. I think you know nothing's off the limits if you're if you're if it's meant to be a joke or if you're supposed to be funny. Obviously, right. there's some things you can't joke about, or like really what that should be joked are? about. I don't know. I think anything like if it's recent, maybe maybe you wait a little bit. 
Right. You know, because like, especially if it comes to like, you know, terrorist attacks or like school shootings, but maybe, maybe you just hold off a, just a second. But other than that, I think, you know, as long as it's not recent, fucking go off. I think that's just out of respect too. Cause like you have to yeah. admit that like there's, you're going to hurt some people if you make a joke like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I agree though. I don't think anything is off limits for joking, but I would argue that maybe, maybe off show you have a certain obligation to not be okay. You can't, you can't encourage people to actually adopt the beliefs that are indicated by your jokes. So like, and sometimes it's just a bad joke. Like, you know, it's, yeah. you know, tasteless and it's yeah. actually just not funny. Well, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not funny though. Cause some really fucked up jokes are hilarious. Probably the funniest jokes I ever hear are like, racist jokes those are like the funniest jokes because it's like i don't know it's just funny it's funny because it's shocking and fucked up you know or like jokes about women i do think those are hilarious because like i love funny fucked up jokes (laughs) anyway i just wanted to know what you thought about language and shit i think that like yeah my ultimate opinion is don't censor yourself because you feel like you have to but also just be aware of the effect that your language has on people (laughs) is that fair yeah is that fair enough Okay. All right, let's move on. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. There's uh, a lot of World War Three beams, a lot of uh, jokes about Iran going on. I feel like, you know, that we can, you know, that moves into this next topic because, you know, is it okay? Because, like, there's a, there's a thing, like, we're like, oh, is it okay to joke about this? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't joke about World War Three. Like, you, you, don't, you, know, like, you don't have to be a part, you know, you're not in yeah. it because you're not in the military. You know? Yeah, well, that's... I think like, you can joke about it, bro. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah you can joke about it and even if it does happen it's like it's a this war is a joke so it's fine to laugh at it it's fine to laugh at these jokers literally committed a war crime yeah no yeah that when i woke up to saw that when i woke up to see that news i was so shocked (laughs) like yeah i i just in my recent memory like i don't remember anything this heinous that we've ever done like this blatant though like we do shit all the time secretly yeah, this is just a blatant, like, Trump is trying to get reelected, And, uh, you know, he killed, literally, um, Iranian, uh, was he a general? Yeah, basically, a general. Like, someone made uh, a great, strike. someone made a great analogy, and they said, it would be like if Iran killed General Petraeus or something. Like, that kind of puts it into perspective for our listeners, like general petraeus dying would be similar to what we did to them and like i've heard so many fucking liberals talking about how oh it's not a big deal because that guy was actually a bad guy but that's not the point the point is the president unilaterally decided without notifying congress to assassinate the general of a foreign country who we have been had extremely tenuous relationship with for the past 40 years 40 plus years ever since we overthrew their government in 59 yeah I don't and, know. Um, when I first heard about it, I was more worried about my brother because he's in the Marines. Yeah, me and, too. And uh, we wanted him to get hurt and, um, in Iran or uh, wherever he gets deployed. Yeah, I thought about your brother. I thought about my brother. I thought about all these 3,000 people that Trump is sending uh, to Iraq. Or because, you know, we're old enough that, you know, it's affecting people within our immediate family, you know? Yeah. It's not just your grandpa, your your uncle, your whatever anymore. Yeah, it's not a distant memory. You know, it's memory. your brothers, your sisters, your, you know, close family members, cousins. Yeah. I mean, okay, let, let's talk about the draft a little bit. Do you think that the U.S. would employ a draft in a war like this? 
No, I don't think the U.S. is going to deploy a draft because I don't I, think it's needed. I don't think so either, and I think the reason is because modern wars actually don't need a lot of people. Yeah, it's more uh, drones technology now. Right, so I doubt that they would use the draft. But let me just... Th- yeah. I think this goes without saying, but if they do use a draft, and you absolutely should not go. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. What's I the mean, worst they can get do? Arrested. Yeah, what is the worst they can do? Arrest you? I'll get arrested. I'll serve crack before I serve this fucking country, bro. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah, for sure. It would be a bad PR move for Donald Trump to employ drove, I think. Oh, yeah, it would be awful. Because, I mean, there are still people alive today that got drafted into fucking Vietnam. Yeah, and that was like a shit show. Yeah. So, and, you uh, know, if you were joking, like, the biggest uh, thing that Iran could do is just wipe student debt. <laughs> because like yeah, all the reasons, uh, yeah, cyber attack and just wipe out student debt. Because a lot of reason why people join the military so they can pay for school and stuff like that. That would actually be so smart. Oh my god, I've never thought of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying do it, but uh, do it. I mean, I feel shit, like a I'm lot not of the listeners uh, have student debt, so yeah, everyone has student debt, man. That would be such a lifesaver. Thank you, Iran. Yeah. yeah. And- also, like, I want to use this opportunity to introduce a concept that I think is really important. A concept known as critical support. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, no. Critical support is the idea that you can support someone without necessarily agreeing with the things that they do. And, in, for example, I have critical support of the people of Iran. I don't agree with the th- extreme theocracy of Iran's government... I don't agree with any of that shit, but we are the aggressors in a foreign colonial, you know, or imperial war, so I disagree with that, so I'm going to side with the people of Iran, even though I don't necessarily support their ideology. That would be known as critical support. And I think that every leftist should be critically supporting Iran right now. Um, I think it was Lenin who said that um, every man whose country is involved in, in imperial wars yearns for the defeat of his own country and i think that that is more poignant now than ever considering the difference in force between the u.s and other militaries like yeah i like i hope we get fucking crushed and like i my heart fucking breaks for all the innocent people that are gonna die in another useless fucking war but i mean it just can't keep happening it just cannot keep happening yeah Hopefully, like, nothing big goes on or happens. I can't believe, like, Donald Trump wanted to target, what was it, like, 48 cultural yeah. uh, sites in Iran? Yeah, because like, of the fucking hostage shit. Such a petty, stupid-ass thing to fucking say. Unbelievable. Because it just has no relationship to what is going on right now. He's such a fucking brain-dead chimp. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then Iran said uh, they were like listing out like Donald Trump's uh, like um, like locate like targets because they, they want to you know it's just Donald Trump they want you know right I think that's a brings into another discussion like what if Iran just wants Donald Trump and they want us to he can ship them to Iran dude he they can fucking how would that work out do, do they still like, have public executions happen? in Iran or uh, I don't know ah uh, okay we'll have to figure that out first though yeah. But um, how do you think that would even work out? Like, would I don't think. You I mean, know, like, the, obviously the government would never allow. The powers that. above us would never, you know, <laughs> no. surrender Donald Trump. But like, what if the people were like, 
Yeah, fuck it. Let, let him have, like, let, let Iran have Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, they can have him. That's the thing is, like, he has so much unilateral power to put 300-plus million people into a war that they don't want to be in. How did we let this happen? <laughs> yeah, it's, another it's crazy thing is, like, um... I think the most heinous part about all of this is just the fact that Iran's government was installed by the United States. Like... In the yeah. in the fifties, whenever like like we did that, it's our fault, and people, even liberals, cannot see this. I don't understand. We did this. It's our fault. It's like when people talk about Iraq or Japan or Afghanistan. Uh, it's like I these are products saying. of the U.S. And like another thing that people don't realize is that like Iran isn't like a shithole like Middle Eastern country. And no, like, they're rich as hell. It, like where they have like you know fucking uh, these terrorist organizations like everywhere, and like they're since they're being terrorized, they're just like us. They're just like any major city in like the United States. They're yep. modernized. Not only that, like, but they're right next they're to Israel. Like just like us. They're they're right next to Israel, like one of the most important Middle Eastern countries right now. Yeah, I feel like whenever people talk about the Middle East or, like, think about it, they, like, they try to uh, generalize them and, like, uh, they're all the same place and, you know, just a bunch of terrorists in the Middle East and, like, why should I care? I feel like, you know, if people talked about, oh, let's go to war with, you know, Poland or Sweden, it'd be like, what? No. Like, how could, how could we ever do such a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, since because... Because it's in the Middle East... Right, it's like they—they, they it's our battleground. It's the West's battleground where they want to fight their imperial wars, but they don't want their own people to get dirty, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck it, let's just drop another battalion on top of these innocent civilians in Iraq or in fucking Syria. It's horrific. God, I, yeah. I hate this country and I hate our military. Like, I just... I have so much hatred in my heart for the fucking military industrial complex because it's only used to subjugate poor people. And we could use that money for like literally just anything else. Anything else. It would be better for anything else. On the military. (laughs) Fuck it, dude. Just take all the money from the military and pour it into VR research. Yeah, honestly. Literally just anything would help. We can have Sword Art Online in less than one decade if we just appropriate that trillion dollars a year to go to VR technology. Who's with yes, me? I agree. Literally just live in Sora Online town. Okay, David. Uh, I, is it okay if I introduce our philosophy question of the week? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, my question to you is, have you ever heard of the term monkey wrenching? Uh, I've heard of it, but uh, go ahead and explain it. Okay, for the people who don't know, monkey wrenching is the idea that basically, let's say that you work at a fossil fuel job and you run repairs on like an oil refinery or something. Monkey wrenching would be like if you intentionally sabotaged the oil refinery so that way they couldn't use it anymore. And like, like you don't necessarily have to get caught. You don't necessarily have to like hurt. You definitely don't have to hurt anyone. But basically, you're just sabotaging things for for a greater idea. So, do you think that people should monkey wrench the United States government uh, or, like, the United States military? And what I mean by that is, do you think that people should be, like, joining the military and then intentionally not discharging their duty? Do you think that that's something that people should consider doing? 
Well, what do you mean by that? Discharging the duty? Basically, like, like joining not following the, orders? Ba- yes, like, not following orders, doing your own stuff, like, actually helping people instead of doing the mission that you're supposed to be doing. Things like that. Just, like, sabotage, actively sabotaging the goal of the United States military. <clears throat> I feel like that's hard overseas. to do because what boot camp and, like, join the military is, is, like, they totally just brainwash you, right? Into, you'd like, have to, you'd have to want to do it going in. in. Yeah, like, you'd have to, this would be something, like, you do, and you'd need more than one people, because if you decide to do this, it's technically treason, and I think you can get capital punishment, which is, like, death. Well, it's not treason, but you can, well, it is treason because you're assisting the enemies of the United States, but I'm pretty sure you would just get dishonorably discharged, and you'd be arrested. But they wouldn't execute you for that, I don't think. Yeah, but, but the thing is, like, just one person doing it won't make a difference. Right. And you'll probably hurt yourself more than anything. And, like, um, I don't want to say I outright agree with, like, I guess you could also call, like, eco-terrorism. Like, yes. it's as long as no one's getting hurt. And, like, I think that's fine. Like, fuck it, do it, right? If no yeah. one's getting hurt. I but guess if it's for, hurt, so, it's for a, a reason whole, that I agree with. <laughs> yeah, if it's a reason where I agree with, but if people get hurt, like, I feel like that should be out of the question. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think doing things like breaking capital like going to a factory and like breaking machines and shit i don't think that's necessarily wrong like depending of course like if it's the racism factory like you want to go and break the machines that's just kind of it's pretty it's a no-brainer but like as far as like breaking things that working people use like some people have recommended things like insane eco-terrorism plots such as like putting dirt in everyone's gas tank so that like no one can drive anymore and like the reality of that is, is you're just hurting the people, the poor people who can't. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're hurting the people who can't afford to overcome it. It's not, it's not rich it. people driving around cars. They're in their fucking private jets flying everywhere in their exactly. fucking helicopters yeah. or anything. You're not affecting them. Exactly. So if you wanted a monkey wrench, if you actually want to commit eco-terrorism, which of course we would never advocate for on this show because that never. is a heinous do crime. Do not do eco Do not do eco-terrorism. This is our only fucking warning. You will go to prison forever and you'll never see the yeah. light of day again. But if you wanted to though... I think that you would have to do, like, basically rich people shit. Like, you'd have to work on an airline and, like, I don't know, in fucking some rich-ass country and, like, just, you'd have to, like, make your way in. Maybe you could, like, incept something into someone's head. Yeah, become, like, one of their servants or, you know, uh, manage their Twitter or something. Right. And honestly, the best form of eco-terrorism would just be to convert them to, like, Marxism. (laughs) That would be the yeah. absolute best thing that you could do. There's no victims, and then they become a class trader. So yes, we we love eco. I mean, uh, monkey Whoa. wrenching on this show. We yeah. love monkey wrenching. Careful <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you say there. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had. Yeah, but um, monkey wrenching. Um, do it if it doesn't hurt anybody. Um, also, you have to realize that if you do get caught that you are probably going to go to prison forever. Yeah. Because, you know, laws are in place to protect capital. Absolutely. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes laws are worth breaking. All right. And let's do a charisma roll for the outro of the podcast. <laughs> we rolled a nat 20, bro. <laughs> hey, and thank you for watching Love in the South podcast. This has been episode nine. Uh, thank you for listening. Also, uh, shout out to our Patreon uh, pledgers, Grind980 and Tim or Zachary. Thank you for supporting us. 
Thank you. And don't forget to sign up for that giveaway. Next episode, we will be announcing the winner. So make sure to hit us up on Twitter at Left and South Podcast. With that, uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.